Thanks for joining us today on the Sword and Trial podcast. We want to especially thank our Founders Alliance members because of their faithful support month by month. We're able to produce the content that we do at Founders. If you'd like to know more about how you could become a Founders Alliance member, then just go to founders.org and you can follow the information that is linked there. Today, Graham and I are talking about a a documentary in four parts that has been promoted on Amazon Prime called Shiny Happy People, which looks at the Duggar family and their run of television shows and the way that they portrayed Christianity in that. And then behind that, Bill Gothard and his teaching that informed so much of the way the Duggars related to one another and the world in thinking about what it means to be a Christian. And uh, we examine some of Gothard's teachings and try to help um, show what it means to be honest in our evaluations without doing what this documentary does and lumping all biblical Christianity or all conservative Christianity into the critiques. And we need to be discerning as brothers and sisters in Christ and recognize what is being done to us when people take real um, aberrations and things that need to be criticized and then say, see there, if you believe the Bible, seriously, this is what it leads to. That is simply false. So listen in today. If you think this is going to be helpful for you or others that uh, you care about, then pass this along to them as well. So thanks for listening. Welcome to the Sword and Trowel. Sword and Trowel is a podcast of Founders Ministries and Founders Exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. I'm Tom Askell. And I'm Graham Gundon. We're delighted to have you join us today, and uh, we want to talk about some things that have been in the news in the conservative evangelical world over the last few months, really probably we could say the last few years, but highlighted by a uh, recent documentary that's been released on Amazon Prime called Shiny Happy People, uh, Duggar Family Secrets. And involved in that is not just the Duggars TV show that ran for several years, but also Bill Gothard's teachings. And uh, some of you may not be familiar with Bill Gothard. Uh, Graham, you weren't until you got down here to South Florida and Mm -hmm. started hearing people talk about it. And we just want to talk about the issues that are raised in the documentary and that have been raised prior to this documentary about the um, uh, difficulties and some teachings that found themselves uh, being insinuated into evangelical Christianity, conservative Christianity, and how we should think about them. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, The this documentary, you see this type of strategy all throughout our culture in, uh, in which uh, people on the left will point out Christians or Christian movements that are a little wonky and maybe unethical and mm-hmm. strange and they'll say see what these christians are like or see what these homeschoolers are like they're all like these that's right weird people yeah um and so it's interesting there are there are two i think ditches that the christian can fall into number one it could be like yeah we all are like that and we'll show you how weird we can be that's the one ditch you can fall into and the other ditch you can fall into is that oh no 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 we we, we hate homeschooling mm-hmm. we hate we hate all that you know, supposedly Christian stuff. We're not like that. Mm-hmm. And then try to, you know, rid themselves of any guilt by association. Um, and I think both of those are probably improper ways to deal with it. Absolutely. And as Christians, we're obligated to evaluate and engage things we disagree with and our opponents, even our enemies, in with, with honesty. Mm-hmm. And so we ought to try to represent what they're actually saying as uh, accurately as we can 
And we need to show the necessary implications, which they may not want to own, but if they are necessary, show why they are necessary. And in the process, hopefully help lead some people out of views that they hold that they want to reject the implications of when mm-hmm. they really can't because they are part and parcel. But people do this to all, uh, this to us all the time. You know, if, mm-hmm. oh, you believe in the sovereignty of God, uh, therefore you believe men are just robots. And you believe you, all babies go to hell. Yeah, you know, things like that. Well, you have to, you have to. Well, no, we don't. And we try to be as careful as we can be, speak where the Bible speaks, get quiet where the Bible's quiet, mm-hmm. and uh, leave some of the questions that we don't have answers to to God and say we don't know, but... People are absolutely responsible. God's absolutely sovereign. If we can't figure out how those things live together, well, that's because of us and our little pea brains and sin-stained minds, and uh, we don't take issue with what God teaches about those things because we can't rationalize it in ways that are satisfying to us. So what we want to do is be careful on that, and this documentary series is four parts. It's very well done in terms of the artistic value of it and the storytelling power of it. It does highlight the Duggar family and uh, one member of the Duggar family particularly and, and some extended family members as well, a cousin of the children and um, a brother-in-law and sister, I think, or sister-in-law. Yeah, I think that's right, of the uh, parents, the Duggar parents. And the tragedy that happened, a lot of that is well-known, documented because of one of the Duggar sons uh, wound up being uh, accused and, and convicted uh, pedophilia and uh, crimes of having child pornography mm-hmm. on his uh, uh, computer he downloaded from the internet and so he's he's in prison and just difficulties like that that are well known uh, and so the the challenge is how do we look at this and not turn away from all the ugliness and uh, the the sin and wickedness without doing what this documentary does it says see there this is what conservative Christianity does. This yeah. is what complementarianism or those who believe there are really differences between men and women, both in essence as well as in uh, roles that God has assigned in how they God has ordered his world. This is what it leads to. Yeah. So that's the challenge. Yeah, it's a good, great reminder to us to just stand on the truth and don't be manipulated. It's so easy to be manipulated. And the manipulation comes when we give in to the fear of man rather than the fear of God. Absolutely. We don't, you know, I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, you're right. All that stuff is, is crazy. It's yeah. weird, that Christianity stuff. Yeah, don't, don't lump me in with all that. That's right. Or and I'm a Christian, but I'm a better kind <laughs> of Christian. Yeah, and I'm not going to say, well, yeah, the Bible does teach these things because other people who have said the Bible teaches mm-hmm. these things, look what bad stuff uh, Mm -hmm. they've been guilty of. No, we condemn the bad stuff and we say the problem is with the uh, actors. It's not with what the Bible actually teaches. And you can see this on a multiple number of issues. I mean, I think about the whole Christian nationalism debate Mm -hmm. today. You know, some people are advocating positions in the name of Christian nationalism I would never advocate. And then there are people who are criticizing Christian nationalism and in the process are staking out positions I would never advocate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we get shot at from both sides here, but our, our, we don't have to satisfy either side. We have to be faithful to the Word of God. 
Thanks for joining us today on The Sword and the Trial. I just wanted to bring to your attention a few things that Founders is doing here over the next coming year. Uh, first, obviously, we are having our 2024 National Conference here in Southwest Florida. We want to invite you to join us for that. The theme is Remember Jesus Christ. That's January 18th through the 20th. Uh, Dr. Tom Askell will be there, Conrad Mbewe, Joel Beakey, Phil Johnson, and Travis Allen. It's going to be a wonderful time. Every national conference that Founders does is just a wonderful time of preaching and teaching and fellowship. You can register for the conference at founders.org slash conference. And there will also be Spanish translation during the conference and the live stream will be translated into Spanish as well. And one of the things that you often hear uh, here at Founders is the phrase, uh, find a healthy local church and build your life around it. We encourage people to do that. You know, that doesn't mean that if you have a, a church and you see some problems in it and you're a part of that church that you just leave right away. You be faithful to that church and try to help that church along. But if you if you need to find a new church, or if you're moving or you're going somewhere and you're, you're looking for a good church, a body of believers to worship with, uh, we encourage you to check out our Founders Church Search. It's been a wonderful tool for myself and my family when we travel, and I know for many other people as well. And so uh, you can find that on our website at church.founders.org. So, um, like you said, a lot of what is in this documentary is kind of an examination of not just the Duggar family, but also this uh, Bill Gothard Mm. movement. And you've had a history, you've had a past uh, with some of the Gothard things. So yep. regale us with some tales <laughs> of uh, your history with the Gothards. Yeah, and I want to be on record, very clear. I've never been in the same room with Bill Gothard. There's no pictures of me with Bill Gothard at a table anywhere. If you see something like that, it's photoshopped. If anybody tries to make a big claim about that on the internet, uh, please contact me. And I'm going to contact Ron Henzel, who will do a deep dive research article and expose the whole thing and blow it up. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, just thank the Lord that you don't. Because we love Ron. A, yeah, that's right. There's a <laughs> lot behind that. I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. But yes, uh, as a young man, I was newly married, been married to Donna for three months. Back in 1980, uh, we were in Texas. I was pursuing theological studies at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth and had been pastoring, was pastoring a, a church in College Station, Texas, a Rock, uh, yeah, a Rock Prairie Baptist Church. And from there was called to serve as an assistant pastor at a larger church in Dallas. And so we go from Rock Prairie to uh, Spring Valley Baptist Church, which uh, they changed the name, and I'm not sure even the church exists now. But uh, it was in North Dallas, and everything was exploding in North Dallas at that time, right before I got to uh, Spring Valley Prestonwood Baptist Church was planted or being mm-hmm. planted. And of course, Prestonwood is you know one of the largest churches in the world now, or at least in North America uh, now. So all of that was a, a part of that scene. And here we are, newly married, and like every newly married couple, couple just you know trying to figure out what in the world does it mean now, you know. Luther says that everything changes when you, you wake up and there are pigtails on your pillow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, I get that, you know. And uh, so we were, we were trying to sort that out. And there were two families in that church who were very kind to us, and they just kind of took us under their wings. And we lived in Fort Worth, and we're driving to Dallas every Sunday, and I'd go over once or twice uh, beyond that during the week. And so they would let us stay with them on Sundays, and oftentimes we would spend the day with them or spend Saturday night with them or Sunday night with them. And so we were in their homes a lot, and one family had kind of older kids. They were maybe preteen, teenagers, and late teens, and the other had young kids. And we got to babysit those young kids, 
And we just learned tons about parenting, tons about marriage life. And these couples really, they, they poured into us. And both of them had been highly influenced by Bill Gothard. And so they encouraged us, you know, go with us to the Bill Gothard Seminar because we were in Dallas. At that time, Gothard was located in Dallas, and uh, his conferences at that time were called the Institute of Basic Youth Conflicts, if I recall accurately. And for whatever reason, we just never could attend, but I had this very positive outlook in my mind about the teachings of this single man who was a Bible teacher that everybody who uh, had benefited from him just thought the world of. And I thought, well, yeah, man, we want to go learn from this week-long series of seminars as well. But it never happened until I got out here to Southwest Florida in Cape Coral and had been in this church about seven years or so. And so I'm still a, a, a pretty young man at that time. And... Um, or maybe not that long. I guess I've been in the church maybe four or five years. At the, I can't remember. No, I've been in the church about seven years. I think it's probably 93 or so, something like that. And there was uh, one family in the church, joined the church in that year, and said, man, we really want you to learn about Bill Gothard. It helped us so much. And it was a single woman uh, who had some children who were teenagers and younger. And so Bill Gothard was going to bring a, a seminar to Fort Myers, Twin City with Cape Coral. And my understanding, as I recall, is that before he would do that, his organization had to have all the conservative evangelical pastors in a city or area sign off. So it was kind of an invitation for him to come. And, you know, I didn't know anything about him except Dallas. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, I think this would be good. So I signed off on that. And we enlisted 25, 26, 7 people from our church to go to these uh, Monday through Friday night, I think, or Saturday maybe, seminars, hours, you know, every evening. Uh, so I think it's 30-something hours maybe, wow. uh, or maybe not that many, but a lot of hours over the course of a week. And I'll, I'll never forget, prior to that, they got all the pastors in the area together for a lunch. And so we met over in Fort Myers, you know, these evangelical pastors, probably 75 to 100 of us were sitting yeah. around tables at um, – I'm with a friend of mine, a fellow Baptist pastor. And so the guy speaking, he said, we just want to tell you what Bill's been studying, you know, because all this was via uh, video. We did, Bill Gothard never set foot on Southwest Florida, to my knowledge. Okay. But uh, this guy was live. He was a front man for Gothard. And so he says, we want to tell you what Bill's been studying, man. You know, so every, you know, the Bible's very clear, and we've talked a lot about the man is the head of the wife. You know, man is the head of the woman. Said, so, but what Bill's been studying is how the wife is the heart of the man. You know, when you look at all the things the Bible says about head and you see, okay, that's what it means. That goes into shaping what a man should be for his wife. But he's been studying those Bible verses of about the heart and how, you know, knowledge and wisdom is deep in the heart and man of understanding draws it out and, you know, so much about the heart in the Bible. And so we're sitting around this table. <laughs> yeah, you know where this is going. Eight people, and I say, yeah, the heart is wicked and desperately <laughs> deceitful. Who can know it? You're <laughs> deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? So our table busts out laughing. And this guy looks up, you know, like, what in the world? And um, I just couldn't help myself. So the few weeks later, seminar comes to town. I take our guys over and ladies over there. And the first night, we had two or three people from our group walk out. They left, and I thought, you know, man, they're not being very kind here, not giving a chance to this guy. And uh, several more didn't return after the first night. They wouldn't go back. And so I think we wound up with maybe 12 or 13 that stayed the whole time, including me and my wife. And I spent the next six months helping 
those folks deconstruct. Mm. I mean, uh, there were some things that were said that weren't so bad, but there were some goofy, stupid things said also. For example, uh, the verse that says you never boil a, a kid in its mother's milk, you know, talking about goats and uh, offspring. Uh, Gothard said, uh, this is to teach us that you never drink milk when you're eating a meat, a meal with meat, red meat in it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just stuff like that. So after working through that with families here that, you know, sadly I'd subjected to this teaching and kind of getting things sorted out and, and seeing what he was doing, I, I concluded, man, most of his teaching is just moralism. It's just moralism. You know, you do this, you do this, you do You got to have Jesus, but you do this, you do this, you do this. And so what I started telling people and did for decades and still do to a large degree, although I'm a little more severe now, is when people ask me, what do you think about Bill Gothard's teaching? I would say, he, he's not too bad if you don't take him too seriously. But if you take him seriously, you're going to be in real trouble because there's going to be uh, temptations to fall into the moralistic patterns. And sadly, and by that, what I mean is, if you do these things, you get these outcomes. Right. You put the right amount of money in the machine, you push the right button, you get what you want. Mm-hmm. It's very much like that. And I have seen it with families. I've seen it in churches where there's just been big, big problems. And pastors, families, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of stories right now of uh, folks who are heartbroken because of the devastation that came out of taking that kind of teaching too seriously. And here's my take on it now. Like these these families back in Dallas that helped Don and me. Well, I think they were grounded enough in the gospel that they could kind of sift through, maybe even uh, unwittingly, some of the stuff and not fall into that hardline materialism or, or, or uh, moralism that if you do this, you will inevitably get that. And for Christians who do that, okay, well, you can learn some interesting principles and some good ideas, kind of like Proverbs. You know, mm-hmm. you can learn some basic, uh, fundamental, good ways of thinking about righteousness and immorality in the world. But for people who buy it completely, it's been devastating. Mm. Thank you for joining us today for the conversation on this documentary coming out of Amazon, Shiny Happy People, about the Duggars and the Gothers. As we talk about some of these things, it is good to have good resources that can be helpful to you in raising your family in a gospel-centered way. And so we have some of those resources. Many of you know about our Truth and Grace memory books. These are catechism books, and they are appropriate for each age of your children. The first one is for younger children, and the second one is for middle school age, and the third one is for high school age. Right now, I'm going through the first one with my two boys, and it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to teach them and ingrained in them gospel truths. And so we are giving away this whole set of Truth and Grace memory books for 20% off at the Founder Store if you put in the code TAG20. That's T-A-G-2-0. And you'll get 20% off this set. I remember one story. A pastor from um, Georgia called me. And he was counseling a husband and wife, uh, father and mother, whose son had run away, teenage son, older teenage son. And they found him on a beach in Florida. And the beach wasn't anywhere near us, and so you know, couldn't physically try to help. But uh, he said, yes, yeah, so these folks have been steeped in Gothard's teaching. So when they, when they found him, the first thing they did is take him through Gothard's seven steps of recovering from apostasy. 
and they just kept trying to hammer. You got to get to this step. You got to get to this step. And so here's this pastor trying to counsel this young man and his parents, and uh, the parents are just stuck. We, if he would only do this step, if he would only mm. do this step, and it was uh, it was a hard matter because the, this pastor couldn't get the parents off of that track because they were oh. so convinced. Do this, this will be the outcome. Our son is just stubborn and refuses to do it, and the son is just messed up because mm. yeah, he's trying to understand how does this how does this work in the real world. Yeah, and that's what I think um, when you see the law as the answer to all your problems, uh, devoid of gospel. That's what it does. Is it uh, it messes messes up your thinking. It messes up your life, uh, and um, especially young people want to. <laughs> figure out any way they can to squirm out from under that. You know, yeah. you don't, when you don't have the freedom uh, and the beauty and the grace of the gospel in your life that shows you yeah, law is good because it shows me how to live uh, a blessed life, not mm-hmm. getting everything I want because I've done the right things, but God has revealed that this is just the way of blessing when I'm obedient. Um, but this is not what, this is not what gives me a good life. Right. This is not what uh, gives me justification it's it's Christ and what Christ yeah. has done, and, and and obedience to that law is only ever possible because of what Christ has done for yeah. me and in me. That's right. Um, and so, it, and I think you see this, and, and this is one reason why we see I think so much deconstruction in in the Christian church today with a lot of people from my generation. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of raised up with such a focus on law, so little gospel mm. um, that the that the children couldn't see the beauty in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. All they could see was the the harsh taskmaster. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and by deconstruction, we're, we're talking about people who have professed to be Christian that have now kind of worked their way through it and said, no, 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 man, I'm not that. That's that's wicked. You can see this in uh, John Piper's son. Is it Abraham who does the TikTok stuff? Uh, I think it Barnabas. Barnab- Abraham. Abraham, yeah. Barnabas is, I think, still uh, trying to follow Christ faithfully. But, yeah, Abraham Piper, who just makes a mockery mm-hmm. of the things of God in the Word of God, and you see it in um, Josh uh, Harris, Josh Harris and others mm-hmm. who just, you know, Man, I believe this. Now I don't. I realize that's really bad. And the way of life, the way of goodness is over here that just has nothing to do with Christ and, mm-hmm. and the Word of God. And that's what's going on. The thing, the problem I have with this uh, documentary, Shiny Happy, Happy, Happy People, is that they isolate some of the real problems that were taught by Gothardism and some of the things that the Duggars really imbibed deeply and tried to portray in their television show. And then they attach uh, other just normal, basic biblical Christianity to it. And they say, yeah, if you are for these things that every Christian's for, then you're for this. Mm. And this is wicked. We've just shown you the wickedness of mm-hmm. it. And that's um, it's illegitimate. It's, yeah. it's dishonest. Yeah, I mean, let's just go on record saying homeschooling, uh, all things being equal is a good thing. <coughs> you know, right. if, if you can homeschool your children and you can do it well, that is a good thing. Uh, let's just go on record and say complementarianism is biblical. God made uh, men and women differently. That's right. There are distinctions between men and women. The husband is the head of the home. Uh, the wife doesn't have to submit to every man, but the, right. the wife does her have husband. to submit to her husband. 
Um, and many other things that I'm sure kind of came out of the Gothard's teaching, which you could isolate and say, yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. biblical. But when you take the whole thing together, it makes people want to say, no, I don't like that complementarian stuff because look what it leads to. No, I don't like that homeschool stuff because look what it can lead to. Yeah, that's right. And this is what I was referring to earlier uh, that happened on social media a couple of months ago or so is uh, somebody found a picture of John MacArthur in the same room with Bill Gothard. And they said, aha, this is the smoking gun. <laughs> we got him now. We got him because, look, John MacArthur teaches that that uh, wives are to be submissive to their husbands. Bill Gothard teaches that too. See there? I mean, it was just almost that ridiculous. Yeah. And they went on and on. And whenever it was challenged by people who are close to MacArthur and been involved with his ministry for years, they doubled down on it. So Ron Hinzel, a friend of ours that we really ought to have on the podcast. Local sometime. elder. Local elder here at a PCA church, faithful brother, counselor, uh, apologist, is involved in uh, wonderful ministry. Um, and uh, I think it's the Midwest Center for Apologetics. I remember the name of it right. Uh, Ron's just a great researcher. Mm. And so he looked at this. And so he started researching and investigating. So he started calling and writing and inquiring. He found the man that took the picture of uh, MacArthur and Gothard when MacArthur had been invited out to speak to some leadership group in MacArthur and uh, Gothard's organization. MacArthur has criticized Gothard repeatedly throughout the years. And even on that trip, uh, criticized Gothard. And MacArthur was in that basement, I think it was, where the picture was taken because he had carried uh, Johnny Erickson Tata downstairs, who was also there uh, for that time. Anyway, Ron just exposed the whole thing. This is nothing but uh, a fallacy. It's a red Mm -hmm. herring. It's dishonest. And so the perpetrators of this lie, this dishonesty on social media, again, just doubled down. And then other people start, oh, look, take that down. This is unkind. And Ron's just spewing facts, you know? So manipulative. Absolutely. And, and that's almost all they have. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. And so uh, praise God for Ron Hinzel's uh, simple, <clears throat> honest, rigorous, careful uh, research and just setting things out there. And we'll commend it to you. We'll, in fact, we'll link to his article where he does this because he has all of the documentation to show both the false accusations against John MacArthur as well as the explanations for the things that were used in inappropriate and, and uh, deceitful ways. Uh, we, we need, as Christians, to be like that. Mm-hmm. So does John MacArthur teach things that um, uh, Bill Gothard teaches? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I teach things that Mormons teach. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, just because the papists pray, does that mean we shouldn't? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Said. You know, I mean, the Pope believes in triune God. Yeah. So uh, I, th- those kinds of arguments, brothers and sisters, we have got to be more discerning than that. Yeah. And not be intimidated or threatened with being canceled or nullified by these groups that are antagonists that are not honest players, not honest interlocutors, interlocutors with us in trying to uh, debate issues that are of real substance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. It seems as though uh, what, what's trying to be done here with this documentary is, you know, all those Christian homeschoolers, of which there are millions, they're all like that. Mm-hmm. They're all like the Duggars. They're all like the Gothards. I grew up and was homeschooled in the, through the 90s and early 2000s, and I never heard the name Bill Gothard until mm-hmm. I came to this church and you started teaching me all his teachings. <laughs> I gave you his until, books. Until, until, you, until you warned me. Um, yeah. I had never, I'd never even heard the name. And um, 
So it, it just can't be true that this is where all uh, this is where all Christian homeschooling leads, mm-hmm. or where all faithful, you know, uh, complementarian Christian Christianity. Leads. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, I've heard uh, some people as they asked about Bill Gothard. So, well, I like Bill Gothard. His music was great. You know, and the trio <laughs> was. <laughs> so we're talking about Bill Gothard, not Bill Gaither. Uh, if uh, you're old enough to know who that is, well, this documentary, I think you ought to watch it. Christians ought to watch it, but be discerning with it and recognize not only the story that is being told, but the subtext. Mm. The story that's being told is look at Bill Gothard's teaching, look at the Duggars and how they implemented it, and the damage that was done. And and yeah, there was damage done, and that that damage is a bug, not a it is a feature, not a bug, of that overall teaching of Gothardism. That would be my contention. However, look at the subtext that you're being fed. This mm-hmm. is the way of all conservative Christianity. Yeah, and that is simply not true. Well, and you know, one interesting thing is it is a form of uh, intellectual persecution of Christians. I think that in, in taking some instances of Christianity that has gone awry and saying, see, all you Christians are just like that. It is a form of intellectual persecutions against Christians. And so when you watch it and you feel persecuted, you know, rejoice, <laughs> uh, be of uh, be of great uh, cheer because so they persecuted the prophets. Amen. Amen. And that's not going to end. It's going to continue in this world where uh, especially some of our squishy evangelical leaders are just wanting to be nice mm-hmm. and, you know, at all costs, win some, win some no matter what. You know, you yeah. got to do it even if you have to be quiet about certain things and use uh, hospitality pronouns and da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Mm. Um just recognize that if you're not careful, you can be moved off, of course, by these kinds of accusations that come on the, the heels of or embedded in some genuine critiques that mm-hmm. ought to be made. Mm-hmm. So we should never be slow to own anything that's wrong. We, we have no reason to look away from anything that's wrong, own our own sin, our own failures, acknowledge that, and uh, get up and start over because we have a gospel. We have mm-hmm. a Savior who's died for our sins, and we want to follow him the best of our ability. And if that causes people on the right to be upset with us, so be it. it causes people on the left to be upset with us, so be it. Because uh, we have one master, and that's who we want to follow. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to us today on the Sword and Trial. If we can serve you in any way at Founders Ministries, please let us know. It'd be our joy to do so. We especially want to thank our Founders Alliance members because of their faithful support monthly. We're able to put this podcast on and do the other things that we do uh, with Founders. If you'd like to know more about how you could become a partner with us in that and invest in this ministry, we'd love to talk to you about it. Go to founders.org. You can find a lot of information or you can give us a call and it would be our joy to talk to you. Why are we here? What is the most important thing in the world? One of our greatest problems is forgetting. We we forget what God has done for us. We forget what God has taught us. We forget things that we have experienced. If we don't pause, if we don't think deeply, if we aren't reminded again and again and again, we forget. It strikes me pretty significantly in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, remember Jesus Christ. Why in the world would Paul tell a pastor to remember Christ? Well, he's not going to forget that Jesus Christ lived and that Jesus Christ taught, but he's going to forget the significance of Christ. Christ is ultimately our mission. The church is the body of Christ. 
a church has to focus on the supremacy of Christ because that's why we are a church. Christ is supreme overall. The church's great mission is to preach Christ. We're there to win souls. to advance Christ's kingdom. The problem with the world is not that they don't agree with me. The problem is that they don't bow the knee to Christ. So that's why we're going to gather, to specifically, explicitly focus on the supremacy of Christ, to do our best to remind each other of the centrality of Christ, the beauty of Christ, the glory of Christ. So join us in Fort Myers, Florida, January 18th through 20th, 2024, as we focus on Jesus Christ. I hope to see you there.